street epistemology is a wonderful approach that anyone can learn. Please follow me on Twitter at MagnaBosco or on Facebook and YouTube at MagnaBosco210. You can learn more about street epistemology at streetepistemology.com. Hello, it's Anthony MagnaBosco here. Thank you for joining me for another one of my street epistemology breakdown tutorials. I thought it would be interesting to take a few examples of times where I've actually had to walk away from a conversation with a believer for one reason or the other. Now that might seem counterintuitive, I mean, it's human nature to want to help other people. But you will find that there are times where it's best to move on to somebody else. It's my sincere goal to prepare you for that possibility so that when the time comes, you'll be ready to make that choice. The way for life, the only way for people that can lead. So, Hi. Surround yourself to Jesus. Who are you? Hi, I'm Anthony. Who are you? Yes, who are you? What do you want from me? Do you want to go to heaven? You better believe in Jesus. C can we have I a... You believe in Jesus, brother. Do you mind if do we just say... Yo, excuse me? Do you, do, you, do you believe in Jesus? Uh, Tell me you do believe in Jesus. Can we talk? Do you believe in Jesus? Tell me you do. Sir, sir, Jesus sir. Jesus is the way to life, though. The way to life. The man is ranting and raving. He won't let me speak. And he even gets physical with me at the end. If you happen to meet a manic evangelical like this who won't have a conversation with you, unless you can calm them down, it's best to move on to somebody else. Hey. How you doing? Right. I'm Anthony. I'm Mike. Mike, nice yeah. to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Um, do you have like five minutes for like an interview? Sure. Okay. Uh, you may have seen me out here, but what I'm doing is just interviewing random people about how they came to their God belief. Right. And uh, I want to understand how they got to that belief. Do you believe in a God? Sure I do. Strength-wise, if 0% is I don't believe and 100% was I absolutely believe, where would you be? I would have to say 100%. Wow. Why are you so high on the scale? What brought you so high? I've had miracles happen to me and all because of prayers. Yes. And uh, uh, mostly mostly because of my mom, she's real, uh, she's real into prayers. Okay. And she prayed for me and, and it, 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 I don't, I'm, I'm, I have to go to treatment. I go to treatment, but the treatments were reduced that I'm getting oh. better now with, with my lupus uh, disease. You have a, an illness right now? Yes, I do. Okay. But it's, it's slowly, there, there's no cure, but it's, uh, they're giving medicine to... Manage it? To, to, low, to lower the risk. Okay. I'm really sorry to hear that. How, how serious is it at this point? Uh, well, right now, um, uh, well, look at it this way. I'm 60 years old, and the older you get, the 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 your immune system is it gets weak, and lupus can kill you. Okay. So I'm kind of like, at any day, I'm gonna have to go back to the hospital, and I'm, I'm and I might not be able to come out no more. I might have to stay there. Okay. And who knows what's gonna happen? I might never come out. I, I see. might end up dying there at the hospital. I see. Well, I'll tell you what, I actually want to just conclude the, the interview right now, but maybe can I buy you some lunch or something? Sure. All right, cool. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much. End-of-life issues like this are morally problematic. Once Mike disclosed how truly serious the nature of his illness was, 
I no longer felt comfortable continuing the conversation. Now I'm not saying that you have to do the exact same thing, but I offer this example to you to prepare you for that possibility so that you can respond accordingly. How's it going? I'm Anthony. Do you have like five minutes? We can just talk about how you got to your God belief? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, cool. Yeah. What is your name? Billy. Billy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice to meet you. Nice to Do you live here in the area? Yeah. Okay. Have you always lived around here? Yes. Okay. And how do you like it? Uh, it's good. Uh, I always like to come and play basketball every year. And go home and go uh, to my left house sometimes. You come to, to downtown San Antonio to play basketball? Yeah. Okay. And do you live down here as well or do you live elsewhere? I live down here at Hillcrow. And where? At Hillcrow. I was about to go to Hillcrow. Oh, Haven for home? Yeah. Okay. I see. Alright. Would, would you say that you're homeless right now? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm gonna do all right for myself. I don't do drugs. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your time, sir. I really appreciate it. Okay. You have a wonderful day, all right? Okay. Take care. Okay. This was a sad situation. It became evident to me after speaking briefly with Billy based on his mannerisms and his speech, that he was either under the influence of something or perhaps even brain damage from substance abuse. Now, I'm not an expert in that area, but I'd rather err on the conservative, and I decided to move on to somebody else. Hey. What? Oh, how's it going? Didn't I tell you that I've been teaching you about scriptures the, of, of Jesus Christ? told you about God and he's the most almighty God and he helps everybody and Jesus Christ is the son of God he's the only way in the life he'll, and how come you don't believe when I'm trying to teach well, hold you on a second. I want hold you on to a second. know about that right. he is All right. our Lord and our All Savior right. thank you have a nice day thankfully situations like that are extremely rare the ironic thing is a terrorist or a thug like that needs our help the most however if you ever feel that your personal safety is at risk, do not perform an intervention. Rosendo. Rosendo. 1124. Yeah. Uh, Rosendo. I'm going to have a hard time remembering that. R-O-S-E-N-D-O. Do you believe in a God? I see you're wearing a cross around your neck. I too might have known that my friend gave me a night doctor. It is because my but I began to find a bus in my rose and I told him, hey, my bus in my rose and she goes, well, I got one I'll give you. And she gave it to me. He said, here, this should be my grandma's. I said, cool. But then I'm busting on me so many times. I twist her on too. And then I lost the crosses. I keep losing the crosses, but I keep oh, fixing right. it. You keep fixing it. So it's important to you. Mm -hmm. Why is it so important to you? Why Why do you believe it? Because I don't came close to dying a couple of times and I'm still here. That's why. Yeah. I don't got stuff in the brain, stuff in my chest, stuff in the back. Oh my goodness. Oh. And one time I fell off a second floor loft. Backwards off the loft. 
we're doing the chimney and now my homeboy said we had a hard time going around the corner yeah and so he said well let's unnail it because we still got to get on the on the second one on the, on the uh, ledge and get up on the roof I said, okay so i took out my hammer now on the hammer and we're running, now we're really missing but not did you fall did you fall and hit yeah your... fell back from did you hit your head or no. anything i hit my i landed and i had a kick i hooked up my shoulder oh wow okay i over and i got up and i'm like they heard me because I called them. Well, I'm really sorry that that stuff happened to you, and I'm not going to take any more of your time. So thank you very much, all right? Now, this was a tricky one. While Rosendo's speech was a little unusual, there was nothing on my end to suggest that he was under the influence of anything at the time of this interview. However, Rosendo discloses that he was stabbed in the brain with a knife. Now, I am not a neurologist but that disclosure was enough to make me feel uncomfortable and put me on the fence to start thinking should I end the conversation or should I continue it we do continue the discussion further but then he mentions that he also had a serious fall from a ladder while he didn't hit his head that was enough to push me over the edge to decide I no longer felt comfortable continuing the talk there may be other people that would look at this encounter and say you should have kept talking with him and that's completely fine with street epistemology it's not black and white there are many bands of gray but it's my hope that by watching these examples it will prepare you for those decisions that you'll have to make that concludes my fifth street epistemology breakdown tutorial it might be my most controversial one yet if you'd like to continue the conversation further please reach out to me on twitter at magnabosco or on my new public Facebook page, Anthony Magnabosco SE. Also, I'd really appreciate it if you would share my videos with other people. If you have a friend that's a Christian, share my encounter with a Muslim with your friend. If you have a friend that's a Hindu, share my encounter with a Christian with that person. Thank you again so very much, and I wish you all the best. Street Epistemology is a technique by Dr. Peter Bogosian in his book, A Manual for Creating Atheists, and his Android and iOS app, Atheos.